You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as Helmut Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the Engine Breaking F1 podcast. Oh my goodness, we're back. We're back with another fantastic episode full of fraudulence. And speaking of the rumor mill... We're going to tell you all of the paddock rumors. I talked to people in the paddock and they said things. Yeah. Whether or not they were interesting, that's, that's another story. So if you're, if you're new, welcome to the Engine Breaking Podcast. If you're old, I don't know why you're still coming back, but uh, my name's some American dude and this is uh, Ginger Beardy Guy. What's going on, everybody? How you chat, doing? Chat just called me Old McDonald for some reason. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. Uh, every, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is E-I-E-I-O. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, yeah. What do we? What do we say? I missed last week. We had a we had our boy Spanners filling in on the decks. He was like, "This podcast is chaos. What are you guys doing? <laughs> what kind of ship are you guys running?" Yeah, he basically came in, criticized the way we do things, and then went back to his uh, podcast. And I was like, "Okay, cool. But, have uh, fun, mate. Nice to have uh, you back, mate. Good. I appreciate you, Spanners, though. But uh, now we're back. We've had Austin. You guys did the Austin wrap up episode. I caught some." random lurgy i had a little bit of barbecue i did not go to terry black's repping the hat though um and we're back mexico happened it was a bit of a blur i think it was the altitude that got to me honestly it you know? did it did but it didn't it didn't happen for me because i spent the weekend away and if you follow me on twitter uh i was teaching my boy how to jump in muddy puddles we how'd away. you do on that it was good he pretty much uh drank half a pint of puddle water um he is thankfully okay um <laughs> but yeah i had to catch up on basically everything that happened uh, like on monday and tuesday so my memory's a little hazy chat bear with me so let, let's talk about it what was what was the thing that caught you out the most about the weekend then or, or should we wait to get to that in a minute let's let's look no i'm look, let's just jump straight let's into it Top level, what what caught you out this weekend? And we'll we'll dig into it in a minute. Uh, Danny Danny Rick in qualifying. In fact, Danny Rick all weekend. I'll go. I'll yeah. go with that. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm I'm about the same. So, uh, but yeah, I missed my little Austin shout out. So huge huge thanks to uh, Sammy and Kurt. And if you're uh, on audio, you're not going to see this, but it says uh, this is a serious but also tongue in cheek funny. And it says uh, check in on your mates especially the Ferrari fans. So um, Ferrari fans, hope you guys are all right. Another shocking weekend for you guys. And uh, in general, check on, check on your mates. But seriously, yeah. yeah. Check on your mates. <laughs> um, and we, we already mentioned it. After, um, after Mexico, there was some, I was at Fabrego stirring up some shit. He's like, I've heard a rumor in the paddock. It is very serious. And he's like, thank you, Elon Musk, for four million impressions and get that twitter blue money yeah come yeah. on it was uh i heard a rumor i don't like it no bueno and then he just disappeared into the night <laughs> oh my god uh sammy's buxton in the chat right involved. now as well will buxton yeah, and then, got involved as well that, was it the, the lip sealed emoji the fucking waitrose version of uh matt gallagher <laughs> he got involved <laughs> oh my god what did you, is it Poundland or um, what's the frozen food place? Uh, Iceland. Yeah, exactly. But people won't get that because they're like, wait, Matt's not from we're, Iceland. We're deep into British culture now. 
in it. Big up all the Iceland mums. Because it's, you know what? Because it's actually Tuesday, mate, in it. It's Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> speak, Christ. Bottle of water. Yeah. So basically, the, the internet has set itself on fire with all these, what these rumors could be. You know, what's the news? I mean, I've heard everything from Alonso to Red Bull, which I would love because that's pure chaos. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lance Stroll selling Aston Martin because someone identified. Uh, a bunch of shares being sold. It was like, oh, Lance, Lance Stroll, uh, sorry, Lawrence Stroll has sold $200 million worth of Aston Martin shares, uh, which is great. However, the person that posted the image forgot to account for the fact that shares are dealt in pence, not pounds. So it was actually only £2 million pounds worth of shares, which really is it, it's not much. La- yeah, Lawrence isn't like, oh, yeah, sorry, I dropped that. You know what? It's going to cost me more time to uh, call the bank about that two million pounds than it is to pick those fuckers up. So, yeah. Mm. So, and then, uh, oh, the spicy one I quite like is uh, Carlos Sainz going to Red Bull. I liked that one. That was left field. I like that. That's not even like that. that there's not enough w- power behind that to even get the rumor mill turning. That is like a non-starter for me. That one. Mm. But not yeah, spicy we've had, at all. We've had all sorts. We, we did we did get a couple of our favorite rumor mill things uh, from the weekend. Uh, Rory, Aston Martin's air department is just a room of full photocopiers. <laughs> oh, well, they clearly haven't paid their support bill for the last few months because uh, yeah. it's all gone downhill for them. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Dr. Obbs, how dare you, dude? Blake is not really some American dude. He's really Canadian. I'm not gonna. I that feel being that cuts said, deep. that being said, I fuck. I love Canadians. I don't know any Canadians I don't like. Honestly, uh, Felipe, Aston Martin was sold to the Finnish government so that Hackney can end his sabbatical. I like That's that a good one. one. Uh, MLG Sports Helmet Marco's recent interviews were actually Dan moonlighting as him and prank calling journalists. Yeah, guys, we asked for rumors, not the truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Maurice Mackin, 2024 will have 24 sprint weekends. God, I would literally stop yeah, watching Maurice, the sport. if that happens, you're going straight on the no-flight list. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Golden Domer, Christian Horner to buy a majority stake of Mercedes F1 since he's already owned them the last three years and he wants to make it official. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my that's, God. That's, uh, that's, that's a little bit too unhinged for this place. Uh, yeah, I, that was... <laughs> Ah, uh, that's beautiful shithousery. We like that yeah. one. Last one, uh, Tim Bailey. F1 to add the Indy 500 back onto the championship calendar. Yeah, do it. Uh, Why not? But that, but that doesn't really line up. But that, that would be dope. Before we get into the Mexico Grand Prix review, though, um, I was I did the um I want to talk about this because I didn't get a chance to talk about it on our pod yeah, last week because I was sabbatical. Big Texan adventure. I'll, I'll make it super short and I'll probably stream Tarkov again later this week to talk about it. But basically I went out there with Red Bull USA. I got to interview Max and Checo for turn 17 hospitality. Um, that video is actually going to be live tomorrow. I'm just waiting on the thumbnail Giza to, to finish that one up. That'll go live. I had the Red Bull USA crew are absolutely insane. They were just like, yeah, we'll do all this cool stuff. We went to a rally school on Friday during free practice because Free practice sucks. Came straight back for qualifying. Um, yeah, it was it was actually a great time. But 
let's I did Monday. I might have had a couple of tequilas at the Red Bull party, you know, after the race. Um, I was a, I was a little bit sleepy, but I did the Sky Sports F1 podcast in the morning. It was Jack Dewan, who was insanely well spoken. He was awesome. Um, there was Rachel and there was Matt, right? And we talked about the uh, the plank gate because in Austin, Leclerc and Hamilton got disqualified for plank wear. So they asked me, you know, Matt brought up the question. He's like, well, we got somebody technically. Let's talk about the plank. And I explained the planks are there to regulate ride heights. That's it. You cannot go lower. And then I, t- I talked about it very generally. And then on, um, was it Mexico Thursday, press pin, Lewis referred back to the podcast and he's like, yeah, you were almost some American dude. And then I can't <laughs> tell if he was talking about m- me in general or people in general talking about their understanding of how planks and ride heights work. But he proceeded to not do a very good job of explaining how that all worked to say that I was wrong. I didn't, I didn't know what to read. I'm, it didn't, I didn't read into it. I was just like, is he trying to, there's a lot of people like, yo, bro, he's trying to roast you. I was like, I'm not really sure he achieved that. No, well, it was interesting. There's lots of, there's lots of ways of looking at this. He's either a calling you a complete fucking fraud, which true Fair enough, right? True. Uh, B he's calling everybody else fucking frauds. Also true. true. Correct. You know, I, I don't think there's any downsides to this. And uh, if I was you and I had Lewis Hamilton question my credentials, I'd fucking pin it on my bio, mate. I'd stick it on top of my CV. I'd wear that like hmm. a badge of honor. The American dude. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. But interestingly, it was Toto Wolf. Um, who's their fucking technical term? James Allison. We're all like, yeah, we were too low. And this is like, nah, mate, we weren't too low. That's not how that works. I was like, okay. But anyway, well, I appreciate that. But uh, I do, I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to that thing. As seen on TV, exactly. Why don't That's we get in Sky F1? Yeah, why don't we get into the the old Mexico Grand Prix, shall we? Yay! Do we have a soundbite for that? No. no. Did you like that though? I tried to improvise, sort of my joy for Mexico there. Yay! No. You know what? I don't think it's a classic. I don't think it's a banger. I don't think a whole lot about it. It was only good when it was earlier in the hybrid uh, era when everyone's cars weren't optimized to run at high altitude. So everybody's turbos kept spinning out and exploding. So you'd get random DNFs. Um, I like the stadium section. I think that's cool. It's so vibey. It's so cool, yeah. the stadium section. Uh, the rest of it, I couldn't give a shit about. Yeah, I I think I feel about the same uh, about that place in general. Like, it just doesn't really... Have you ever been? <sighs> yeah. yeah. Have 20... you I've never been out there, so I don't know what it's like. Would, would, would you have it on the calendar 15, 16, 17? I'm not sure. 17, max one, and I was in the stadium at the podium ceremony, and it was it was fucking wild. It was wild. I've got some videos on my phone, and it was like there were so many people down there. Um, but yeah, I've I've not 2015, 16, and 17. I've been there. It, it's it's a cool track as well, and I think it's as the track goes, it's got a little bit going on. You know, it's definitely punishing, and the drivers um, 
they're working for that to, to put everything together, especially you've got the high speed section overheating the tires like hell. You've got some long straights with great overtaking opportunities. And then you've got the super techie uh, stadium section, which you can, especially turning in the right hander, turn 12 as you turn into the stadium. Uh, things were won and lost in that. And we'll come back to that for uh, especially with. Um, yeah, our, our boy uh, Daniel Ricardo. There's a lot worse tracks out there. Put it that way. I wouldn't say it's like on my bottom ten tracks. No, it's not. Definitely in the middle. I'd put it. Did you say mid? I'd oh. call it mid. Yes, mid. <laughs> um, here's an interesting thing, though. If you look back from the weekend, one of the big. We all, I'm not going to go on about it, but it's that usual thing where there's high altitude, so you've got very few air molecules, substantially less air molecules, so you have less drag, less downforce, and you have worse cooling for your engine and worse cooling for your brakes. But go through and look at the cooling configurations compared to the week before, compared to that. And you look like along the sides of the headrest that there's like the louvered panels. And like some of those were absolutely wild. They're like, like somebody just took a Salzo and just started slashing holes in the side of the bodywork. Yeah, I saw the uh, Haas car and that looked like um, someone had gone down the side of it with like a boat propeller. Yeah. Like that's how severe the uh, cuts were in that. And I was like, mmm, toasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah like, like, even some of the hot hot tracks look less than that damn air monocles but um let's get into the weekend free practice one pirelli brought a new c4 that they're going to test for next year i i all i could tell was it was a slightly different version of of the um c4 compound just a little tweak which i don't particularly know what else was going on uh, yeah, it one. was the modified C4 compound uh, for next year, but they've not released any info. Because I remember we did this last time, we did a pro like tire test, and they said instantaneously, they were like, yes, this is crap. And I was like, that's really unlike Pirelli to sort of come out with a statement like that. Um, they've gone back Very to business much. as usual, and they've told us absolutely nothing about how this tire test went. So uh, who knows? But they, but they probably don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, also keep in mind, free practice one in Mexico is a shit show in terms of track conditions. It's just like no grip. It's not used particularly frequently. As far as I'm aware, could be incorrect on that. Fine. But low grip, dirty track, no downforce on the cars, everybody adapting. And uh, it's a perfect time to throw in your rookie drivers to get them up to speed on a Formula One car. And I guess everybody's been kind of like holding off on putting their rookie drivers in free practice one sessions because you have to run two rookie drivers. Remember last year, Alfa Romeo put Joe in the car and he was a rookie driver at the time and he, he basically burned two of their rookie drives. Cheeky <laughs> little loophole. I think I yeah. remember this, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. But uh, what else we got? Um, here's, a, here's a good one. My, my buddy, um, John... He's now race engineer at Alpine. He was performance engineer before, uh, and he ran Jack Dewan in free practice one, and he's now Gasly's race engineer. Come yeah. on, John. He's, yeah. he's, a fucking, he's a really, really freaking good dude. Um, Ollie Behrman, everybody was raving about him in Kevin's house. They're like, oh my God, he's amazing. To be fair, I don't watch any feeder series. I barely have enough time to watch Formula One and write all the analysis and crap about it. What did you... Did you see anything when you went back and revisit the uh, old practice? Anything that stood out? Not really. And I, this was something I was going to talk to you about and talk to the podcast about is 
uh, rookie drivers in FP1 sessions don't mean a goddamn thing. Is that why Frederick Vesti was like so insanely slow in the Mercedes? Is he washed or was he just doing like an aero test for them? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. see, this is it. You, if you don't know, you would look at it and go, oh my God, this guy's absolute trash. But you answered your question with what you said there. He was probably doing an aero test. They were probably calibrating things. They were probably like, I don't know. I assume, I don't know off the top of my head, but I assume Frederick runs in their sim now and again. So a lot of it will be a, you know, comparison towards the sim. Are the models to yeah. real life? Does it feel like you'd expect sort of thing? No one's and are out you there. Th- are you four seconds off the pace? <laughs> yeah, no one's out there as a rookie saying, right, low fuel, slap on some soft tires. Yeah, we get some new super softs, mate. Have it. <laughs> No, they're not doing that. Um, Isaac Hadger in the Alpha Tari, and then Theo Pocher in the Alpha, and he basically would go on an outlap and then come back in the garage like, yeah, mate, it's fucked. Yeah, his That's... check bounced. Yeah, they're like, mm, mm, no good. Yeah, so fantastic. That's one way to get your rookie session over and done with. Yeah, outlap, exactly. In-lap, job done. Cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah. But I think... Don't they need to complete mileage for super license points? Am I correct they on do. that? It's, I want to say 100 hundred kilometers, but I think I might be talking out my back backside on that one. There, there's something about the mileage necessary. Yeah. Unless I'm getting that confused. Oh, 300 kilometers else. chat is telling us. that That's for like young driver testing. So there's a filming day in that and everything else. So it's a hundred clicks. A hundred clicks is a, uh, enough to get some points i guess i'll look at that later because i don't like i said i really don't give a shit about rookie drivers none, Just of, none of us have a clue we're all fucking frauds here exactly um free practice two i i don't know free practice two is pretty basic straightforward low fuel runs race runs um and a lot of people were talking about the race pace data from friday and it was completely useless yeah, as normal the, the only thing of remembrance or whatever of that session was uh, Alonso having a lovely little spin uh, which obviously turned out to be a bit of foreshadow in there um, because he was going to do the exact same thing later <laughs> yeah maybe he was practicing maybe this is like uh, this year's Singapore 2008 or whatever oh my god you can't alright you're done Let's start that rumour why not yeah uh, free practice 3 Albon splits for Stappen in pairs and we're thinking oh shit Oh shit. Um, Ferrari didn't really get any good laps on the board. They had traffic and they were sitting in 13th and 15th. And it was kind of clear that they were not off the pace, but they weren't exactly on the pace all weekend. Um, Daniel was kind of there, there about all weekend. Yuki, they knew Yuki was taking some uh, penalties for engine components. So I didn't really look too much at him, but um what was the thing you put something in here about kevin's engineer yeah yeah so after after the old kevin and charles uh little incident um kane mag comes across on the radio and then his engineer comes back to him like quite sharply and, and very sort of like sternly says well i did warn you about it and then you asked me about those extra laps so i can't do it all at once and i was like Ooh. Oh my that god. Was, that was very sassy. <sighs> I like that. I like that. It was like he was telling off his child. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're going to burn your car down in the race anyway, so fuck <laughs> off, mate. <laughs> uh, let's move on to qualifying. Talk sure. to me, Goose. Why not? Because this was an absolute clown fiesta. <laughs> I like what you did there, the local, the local version of the festival. <laughs> Uh, so here you go, chat and listeners. This is what I wrote in my uh, notes as I rewatched qualifying today. Uh, everyone's fucking around, stopping at pit exit to build a gap to get around the track time delta rule. Yeah, that was great. But it's like they didn't do anything about it the other week. Are they going to start doing it now? Because the idea of that track delta gap is so that you don't have huge delta speeds on the track. You know, you don't have some guy steaming through at 300 kilometers an hour while people are making a car park across the track so yeah so i again you know spending my full-time job wisely by reading fia decision documents <laughs> um i read the uh the investigations of the i think who is it that got pinged george max and alonzo i think were the official people that got pinged for it yeah and uh in the the document it basically says the race director accepts fair play gentlemen that was a very clever way of getting around the uh, Delta times. We'll look into that in the future. Yeah, but it's like one of those things. It's like it's it's more than often than not. The only thing it's having over is other people. So people are going to have to get wise to that and know that they're going to have to make gaps and accept the fact that they might have to run at suboptimal times to get track position, not just running at the end of every session. I, I think they're going to figure it out. Um, a shout out to Crofty for incorrectly saying that Max was supposed to be penalized for going slow in the pit and in Singapore again. I mean, Max just kind of rolled through it. Um, Russell was standstill for a while. We also uh, we also had Williams investigated for their jack being in the pit lane by their rear left corner jack or wheel gun guy. Who uh, somebody yeah. ran into that? I didn't realize Yuki actually ran into it. Yeah, he had a little ding dong on it, but um, yeah. At the end of Q1, Alonso spins, caused a little yellow flag. Oofed. And then we lost Ocon, Magnuson, Stroll, Norris, and Sargent. Norris, a bit of a shocker there. Ocon, I wasn't expecting to lose either because they were, eh, they were all right. Um, yeah, I think Norris, Ocon's last run got affected by the yellow flag of Alonso. Norris had a bit of a shit time in Q1. Uh, he aborted the first run on mediums. Uh, apparently, there was an issue with a car. I don't know any more than that. Yeah. Um, so nothing. then when he comes out to do his final run on the softs, but then he has like a massive uh, snap of oversteer coming out of the S. He's got a, we call a, a dab of oppo, he replied mm-hmm. to the car to yeah. keep it. <laughs> he did well to keep it uh, to keep it straight. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that had him over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Q2. Albon almost makes it into Q3, but he gets done for track limits over the apex of turn two. He fully mounts the absolute shit out of that curb. And then, uh, yeah, he gets, uh, he gets his time dropped. Uh, somebody's, so there's a lot of people talking that Yuki sacrificed himself to give Daniel a toe for Q3 but Daniel's top speed was so fucking low all weekend anyway I couldn't even tell uh, so low 
did you say? Yeah, it was just like the, the, the Alpha Tower. There's something about it. And I'll come back to that in a second. But uh, yeah, and it was Q2 when the Williams left the Jack in the pit lane. They get a little fine. Uh, the FI are going to go buy a nice bottle of tequila and share that with yeah. uh, Will Buxton and Albert Fabrega at the Sunday party. And then yeah. they're going to tweet random chaos. Um, the sacrificing we... of Yuki. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a minute, actually. Yeah. So uh, we lost Gasly, Hulkenberg, Alonso, Albon, and Tsunoda. Um, yeah, Gasly, Hulkenberg, Alonso, not surprised. The Alpha, not sorry, the Aston Martin, absolutely in the mud. They're going from bad to worse. And this could have been, you know, the low altitude classic, but their car went from doing lots of downforce to having no downforce and being terrible everywhere. Yeah, it just didn't look comfortable on any of the curbs or bumps all weekend. No. No. It's it's interesting because Lance is doing a terrible job. Alonso's not able to get anything out of it. That car was a weapon at the start of the season. And I'm convinced they got hit with the flexi front wing. Like looking TD that came out. Yeah, I'm convinced. Because it was like a step change in performance and characteristics of their car. So the TD plus you know, development directions that were based on, because the idea of it is like, you know, when you're developing a car, you're planning like months ahead, right? And they're like, hey, fuckers, we're taking away your flexi front wing, by the way. And you're like, shit. You know, all the performance we've been putting on the car was depending on those balance characteristics that we had. Yeah, I wonder how hardly they may have been hit by the change, the construction change of tire at Silverstone as well. You know what, man? I really don't, I don't feel like that's been a big thing to. at all. I really don't feel like that's been a big thing at all because nobody really talked about it, A. And if it was one of those things where people were getting fucked about it, they'd mention it. Yeah, they well, wouldn't. we're starting rumors this episode, so that's what we're going yeah. with. Yeah, Pirelli fucked Aston Martin strategically because of some stuff that Alonso said about Pirelli. Yeah, Mario's Aston Martin was delivered and uh, it broke down within the first 100 miles, so they decided to change the construction to have them all over. Get wrecked, nerds. Let's go to Q3. How the hell did we go from Ferrari <laughs> roughly anonymous all weekend to locking out the front row? No, that was on nobody's bingo cards. I'm convinced like fair play to them. Absolutely fair play. Correct. But they were absolutely nowhere. Verstappen, P3, Ricardo out qualifies Perez. So there's 70,000 or seven hundredths of a second between Verstappen, Ricardo and Perez. And people are like, oh, mate, Perez is done. Like, that's one of his closest qualifying performances to Max in the last couple of races, no? A tenth and a half? Statistically, yeah, I don't I know. I, I'll go with your guidance on that one. You're the numbers guy. I'm just the vibes guy. Well, I mean, he's missed a shitload of Q3s and even further back than that. Okay, so, yeah, fair enough. A tenth and a half off the big man is uh, not too bad. However, Ricardo, P4. I'm... Complete. This is the big shock for me the weekend because I always assumed that Alpha Tauri was an absolute pile of shite. I I, how? I kind of. I think it is. <laughs> what? How? What? Why? All right. Let's 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 talk about that. The keys to performance for the Alpha Tauri, or at least Ricardo's qualifying, super high drag. They are. We were at the that track where everybody puts the biggest, dirtiest wings on their car because they need all the downforce because the air molecules, the air monocles thing. He's losing two tenths of a second with DRS on down to turn one, a further tenth of a second down to turn four to everyone else. 
that's that's pretty serious there. The Alpha Tower was at the bottom of the speeds. Um, Ricardo was one of the strongest cars in turn 12. He was holding his own in the high speed section and Ricardo nailed his lap like turn 12. Both the Red Bulls completely fucked up turn 12. Not fucked it up, but they were not strong there. It's it's I asked a couple people in the know about the air molecule stuff and how that interacts with aerodynamic surfaces. And one of the speculations was that potentially Alpha Tower just have so much drag and downforce on their car, but at most places it's very suboptimal to operate the car with that much drag. You're trying to take wing off to be competitive most of the time, but here it's like you can throw whatever at it. And it was the same thing to an extent that Mercedes had last year. They went very well at the low efficiency, high drag circuits because when they did put all their drag on the car, they did have a bit of downforce. Whereas when you started taking it off and the car was not as well behaved, but I don't know. That's, that's really all I got on the Daniel Ricardo performance situation. I think it's, an interesting concept, and I would like to talk to somebody smart about that because I don't get it. I don't know it at all. Are you trying to insinuate that I'm not smart? No, I'm trying to insinuate that you're not an aerodynamicist. No, not with this beard, mate. There's not <laughs> yeah, much yeah. Aerod- aerodynamic about this face, mate, I tell you. <laughs> don't shave again, please. Somebody and somebody in the live stream on YouTube, when we do record these episodes live on YouTube, has just reminded us that uh, this is about the one-year anniversary of your beard shaving. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, thanks, George Russell. Do you forgiving you? So breaking down performance, and I've kind of already talked about a couple of these points in qualifying. Red Bull looked like they underperformed big time in turn twelve. Alpine, Haas, and Aston Martin's performance this weekend was not favorable, and it's hard to say if that was circuit specific or just them going nowhere. Uh, Mercedes and McLaren, more or less the typical offsets to everybody else. Like I feel like they performed about pace order and qualifying. Ferrari, Red Bull, and Haas had the least drag on their cars. They were super slippery. Alpha Tauri and Alpine were at the bottom of the speed traps. Alpha Tauri had downforce on their car. Alpine didn't really do the air monocles very well. Um, yeah, and Ricardo, that is Alpha Tauri's best qualifying performance in terms of gap to pole this season. Oh, yeah, which is I not surprising. So, P4. Yeah. Yeah, in a super competitive bunch. So I think Daniel absolutely manhandled the crap about that car. He did. And, you know, I I will, I always like to admit when I'm wrong, I'm, I'm man enough to admit it. I didn't think Danny Rick was the man for the job. I thought when they came We're, back to Alpha Tauri, I thought, oh, this is just a marketing exercise to cash in. Yeah, um, I don't think it was, man. But there you go. No, he's proved me wrong, which seems to happen several times a year now. So, well, you know what? Daniel Ricardo's not paid us to uh, gas him up, but has he not paid us? No, he hasn't. But, right. but Danny Rick was running an illegal car. It was actually uh, Checo's RB19 painted white. Um, and Checo <laughs> had the Alpha Tauri. There you go. Yeah, but what about the, the people that are paying us because they're good? Who pays us? Oh, I know who you mean. You mean these guys? Yes, it's that time again for a word from our sponsors, NordVPN. You know them by now. It's a product that me and Blake have used long before this podcast was even a thing. And we are very thankful for their ongoing support to the podcast and for you listeners. If you're tired of being geo-blocked on Netflix and uh, things like that, then you need yourself 
NordVPN and you can get yourself an exclusive discount off your plan and four months for free. All you got to do is go to nordvpn.com slash engine. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you doing? Come on, they've been with us for nearly a year now. If you haven't got it by now, what are you waiting for? So that's nordvpn.com slash engine. Thank you. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. To be, to be fair, I definitely pretty much use Nord pretty much every day. Same. Um, I use it on my so. PC. And uh, I've got it on my my phone and my tablet as well. When I go travel and I need to get access to my yeah, look, look, my videos and everything else, I'm not I'm not a fraud chat. Look, it's on my phone and everything. What, why are you Why are you dialed into Thailand? What's going on there, dude? Shh. <laughs> I'm stealing all the catering budgets from the Red Bull Thailand uh, servers. Uh, speaking of rumors, and I'm just kidding. I don't have any rumors. Um, here's another thing that I, I forgot, and I'm I'm completely rewinding, but. It was awesome. I didn't talk about this, and I, com- I was just thinking about other races. We got to watch the Formula One Academy race in Austin live, and it was yes. on F1 TV. Um, I thought it was super interesting to see that. Some people were saying, you know, I think I had a chat with Ahmed on, on Twitter about it, and he's like, the cars aren't fast enough. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think there's a huge, there's, there's a couple of things. Like, W Series folded. Why? I don't know money was a factor in that so it's like okay we need reasonably inexpensive cars to operate formula four you've got a huge variety of talents coming into this that don't make the barrier to entry to i don't like don't chuck them into an f2 car it's like yeah some of these some of these girls and young women probably you know have huge degrees of varying experience levels in different cars so it's like make it approachable and accessible to them but I think it'll be interesting to see how that series unfolds next year with proper TV coverage and the ability to engage with it and talk about it. But, you know, this is, I kind of forgot that F1 Academy even existed until I saw them there because there's just nothing going on about it. Yeah. I mean, in, t- in regards to the cars being or appearing slow, um, it's F1 Academy. I mean, they're not going to be F2 cars, are they? It's, you know, it's an academy series. They're not going to be, I look at it like Formula Renault or whatever, you know? Um, but even the, F, the Formula Renault 2.5s were fast as hell, weren't they? Mm, yeah. But I'm talking, there was the other one, wasn't there? I can't remember what it was now. There was, a, there was a smaller one. The World Series one, I think it was different, wasn't it? Anyway, I digress. Anyway, My other point was anything compared to an F1 car is going to look slow on these big ass circuits. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, th- I think, yeah, like as Yepa said in the chat, F1 Academy is a feeder for F3 and F4. You know, the, you're going into the, 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 other, the main series where there's a lot of mostly young boys that have been karting since they could walk and have a lot, probably a lot more experience in that. And that's the whole point is making this more accessible and building it. But an interesting question and a conversation about that is like, what, what are they doing outside of that? as well like what how does the, how does how do you get to f1 academy and i oh, it's not a criticism it's just it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds uh the, we also saw marta is it uh fuck, am I, I i don't want to okay i'm doing that thing it and cause yeah. outrage the, with all the, of our female audience understand right. i understand um, the f1 academy winner was given a drive in a series from alpine correct so that was it was actually functional you know like it had a, it had a purpose to it you know 
Yeah, but I think that's interesting because that wasn't F1 Academy. That was Alpine being like, come drive our series. So let's let's see where that goes. Hopefully, good things in the future happening for yeah, it's women in motorsport. Year, so Freca, yeah. Exactly. So let's let's see. Let's get let's get on to the Grand Prix. Uh the Mexico Grand Prix stroll. Starts in the pit lane. There you go, that's my Mexican toot toot. Uh stroll starts in the pit lane for the second weekend in a row. He does some it looks like he does some arrow changes to his car. I wasn't too excited about stroll because I was like Yeah. Were you trying to insinuate he was not excited about stroll because it's Lance Stroll? Yeah, exactly. As a fellow Canadian, surely you should be supporting your uh, home driver. Shut up. Sunoda <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sergeant start from the back. Sergeant had a 10-place grid drop, and he was back in the back. That was pretty dope. Um, let's, let's, get into, let's get into the lap one of the race. That race start was awesome. Both of the Red Bulls had banger starts. They were ahead of the Ferraris going into turn one. There was a Checo outside. Leclerc middle, Verstappen inside. If you're Checo, do you go for that or not? I go for it every day. I just like I, in an ideal world, I don't turn in as early as he did, and I think he does the same. Mm, I don't know. This is it's so easy for two morons like me and you to sit here in our offices doing a podcast and say, "Oh, he shouldn't have done that," but in reality, if I were I was driving that car. I wouldn't have even made it to that corner. I'd have just instantaneously done a random 90-degree turn and put it into the pit wall if I was driving that car, my skill level. I, I'd i like to think I wouldn't go for it. It's a race, not a sprint or whatever. They, marathon, mm. not a sprint. You know, I think that the Red Bull is quicker than the Ferrari overall. If you don't get him in the first corner, do it in a few laps time. He'll get him on the second corner. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? So, but, you know, Checker himself admitted, he was just like, mate, I just wanted to go for it, so I just sent it. And I was like, okay, fair enough, Checo. You know, and everyone in the team was like, yeah, no fair play. <laughs> Did you see on the video, uh, Charles Leclerc drives off the track across turn two and drives under the track? Yes, he illegally glitched through the uh, grass thanks to the incredible <laughs> CGI banners that are placed oh. around the track, which has now ruined the illusion for multiple people watching. Yeah, they're like, wait, that bannering's not painted onto the grass? Yeah, and just to go back, um, the F1 Academy winner was Marta Garcia. The reason I didn't want to say that is that that's what I thought it was, but during the F1 in Austin, during the, the on-track commentary, I can't remember who it was, but one of the commentators called Sergio Perez Sergio Garcia. And they were like, uh so I had I had a big big brain fart yeah, there. Brain but it was, yeah, I was like, don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. But anyway, anyway, but it was it was funny in the uh fast forward a bit. Lewis was in the um the room at the end, the TV room, you know, the podcast room. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he sees the replay of Checo and he's like, Hey, he did a me in Qatar. The, the turning in and getting launched into the air. Oof. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I probably would have sent it because I am that yeah, sort of it. moron. I'm like, 
Maldonado and Grosjean's secret love child on iRacing. So, yeah, I probably would have sent it. But, man, I don't know. He was trying to do a max in 2021, wasn't he, where he um, mugged off both the Mercedes going on the outside into turn one. Yeah. I think that was 21. Three into three into room for two just don't go. And a lot of people trying to go side by side in turn two um, didn't go particularly well. But I think, yeah, at the same time, like he committed to it. It's like, you know what? You're alongside and you're actually ahead. Get up there and bail out and tuck back in. You'll get a little bit of grass on your tires and drive under the graphics and glitch and ruin the illusion for <laughs> yeah. everybody. But I, I think I think Leclerc was gonna was going to manage to stay on the track. He just after that little wobble, he took himself offline a little bit. But yeah, I think Max hung on both out to dry a little bit as well, which didn't really help because if you look, Max definitely had room on yeah. the inside, but Max obviously he was like, "No, this is my apex. Good luck, luck fellas. See you in the uh, retirement area." Yeah, definitely. I'm not. I'm not giving anybody any space. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, very early on in the race, a lot of drivers were talking about brake and engine management straight away. Cooling, pull out into the gap. You know, pull out of the slipstream. Cool your engine. Everybody was on that, especially at the start of the race. The cars weigh 100 kilos more than they do at the end of the race. More than qualifying, you've got so much dirty air. Not very many air monocles. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough very early on. And Ferrari kept talking about we're going to stick to the optimum one stop strategy. And the drivers and engineers were talking like, yep, optimum one stop, optimum one stop. Okay. So I think that was quite clear. We saw Verstappen pit first, and they're like, okay, Max pit on like lap 20. It's like, okay, this is a is he gonna two stop them? Because he had pace in hand over everyone. He was what he had probably five second gap to the Ferraris after 17, 18 laps. He's like, yeah, I'm going to park it. I'll come through them when they're on crap tires. Then I'll have clean air again. But Ferrari were definitely being like, you know, what? we're going to do our fastest race to the end of the race. And then uh, what happened? That got, that got kind of bamboozled by the, uh, the red flag. Yeah. Poor old K mag. Honestly, did you see the replay? So Kevin's going through turn nine. He's turning right. And he starts going left real fast. He gets the NASCAR calling. It ends up straight in the wall. Thankfully, he was okay. But the rear left suspension or track guard failed, and that that tire just points in. And he's like, Yeet! super toe in. Not good for stability when it's only on one side. Um, an interview with Steiner suggested there were some heat issues. And yes, when the, when the car stopped, the rear left corner was on fire. And fire. I. Would not be surprised if they had a very serious brake temperature issue on that car. Like, it wouldn't be remotely surprising. Yeah. Um, and it's, I've seen that before where you've had a brake disc get so hot, like danger hot, the drum starts to deteriorate. And if the drum's deteriorated, um, the suspension can go as well. I have seen that yeah. before. The adhesives in every, the, yeah, every, in the um, aero shroud and things like that to be the first to uh, melt and get a little bit toasty. Um, but yeah, it's, it's perfectly possible that either A, they completely messed up their cooling. You know, we've seen this in Mexico a few times. It's a hard track to get your aero cooling package correct. Um, or B, it, it could have just been like a, a tire marvel blocked event, blocked his yeah, brake or, duct or something. Or at the same time, it's management. 
It's yeah. your, the entire, like Mexico, like tracks like Mexico, um, Baku can be the same, Canada. Like you are literally spending a lot of time checking the brakes to make sure things are okay and like making sure your driver's on top of lifting coasts. So yeah, that was, uh, thankful he was okay, but that was a pretty terrifying crash. Um, 37 laps to go, we've got a red flag. There'll be 36 laps to the end. Um, and the question mark is now. Red flag rules in Formula One, you can change tires, you can repair your car. So uh, Leclerc got to repair his front wing that was damaged. The question for everybody was, do you fit a medium or hard? Keeping in mind, the longest medium stint that we've seen so far was 31 laps. What was like, my initial feeling was there's no way, like, what do we have? We had Hamilton, Norris, Russell, Piastri, Albon, Ocon, Hulkenberg and Sargent all fit mediums to the end. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't think anybody had any trouble with it, like severe trouble. Let's say no, like super cliff of degradation. No, it depends on the car as well. So Ferrari put hards on both of their cars, and I would probably agree with that, knowing Ferrari's tire management. Um, mm. Yeah. But, but also, I, uh, I mean, if we fast forward to it, like, you know, Leclerc's race engineer was like, don't worry. The, the medium guys are going to drop off in a couple of laps. And that was like, you know, 15 laps into that stint. Yeah. And, and there was still, still seven. Still yeah, there was still loads to, to go. Now. Yeah. I, I don't think they were out at all. So that was super interesting. Uh, Verstappen fits a hard. Leclerc and Sainz fit a hard. And Ricardo fits a hard. And that was an interesting thing talking about Ricardo's race because by that point, at the red flag restart, Ricardo is in P5. He gets done by Russell at the restart. But considering how draggy and slow that car was without with DRS, take DRS off of it, that thing has to be a sitting duck in the straight. And he did a very good job to keep his nose clean and make enough advantage in the middle sector of the lap to, to stay out of trouble for the rest of the race. He does end up getting done by a couple more cars and finishes, what was that, P7? But pretty impressive drive for Danny Ricciardo. He now has the most points for uh, Alpha Tauri. Yeah, no mean feat. And with that, I think it brings him up to, was it seventh in the championship now or something? Something like that. I mean, Alpha Tauri are now tied with, is it Alfa Romeo? But they have, they're higher yeah. up in the championship. So they jumped two teams and they went from P10 to P8 in one race because of a good, a good solid result. A couple of million there. Thank you very much. Easy dub. So let's go back to the race. Um, Hamilton's overtake on Leclerc on the inside of the main straight. A little couple wheels in the grass, a little bit chef's kiss. That was Love that. even even Max in the, in the podcast room looked at him. He's like, oh, I is it healing? Is Formula One healing? Because they seemed kind of chilled in the uh, the debrief room. It was they they were very nice and sort of chummy and the vibes yeah. the vibes were immaculate in that cool down room. Yeah, we just need them to be racing each other and take each other out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we'll see how quickly it lasts. Yeah, well, my favorite bit of the end of the race, other than there's still several other favorite things we haven't even touched on. Um. Alcon when he was like, tell the, feel free to tell the Haas I'm going for it. I'm coming. And then he proceeds to like for five laps or whatever just to do fucking nothing about it. Even Hulkenberg tweeted it after the race. He's like, did you enjoy looking at my butt? 
Yeah, and it was like, oh, I took you long enough or something, and they were yeah. know, baiting each other on Instagram I mean, or whatever. Oh, come on, come on, man. If you're going to talk shit, T-bone him and take him out or overtake him that lap. <laughs> don't, don't like, like, all right, all right, baby, I'm coming for it. <sighs> Give me 30 minutes. I'll be right back, love. No, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Not a smooth operator. Was it, it was it 15 laps? Oh, wow. That's special. Um, aye, aye, aye. What did you think of Sunoda on Piastri at turn one? Sunoda still thinks it's Piastri's fault. Yeah, he was a bit spicy. And apparently, he's also said, oh, the FIA stewards favor the top teams. I was like, ooh. Very, very cheeky and sassy of you there, Sunoda. Um, nah, I think, I think Yuki has to take that one on the chin. Even in yep. the lap before, I think it was the lap before they touched on yeah. turn two, so it was coming. I think Yuki just, I don't know, probably saw Max, uh, sorry, saw Danny Rick qualifying P4 and lost his head a little bit and was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't, that was not ideal no. whatsoever. And you, I think he knows it's his fault because as soon as they made contact and he spun off, you, he was throwing his fists in the air, banging the steering wheel. So I think, yeah, he, but, I think he knew. Yeah, I, I think so. He, he knew. He, that was on him completely. But it does look like Piastri struggled a little bit after that wheel bang. Like Piastri just kind of is like, meh, falls back, drops a couple more positions. But it's, Sunoda was putting him under pressure since the restart. He was, he was there, thereabouts. And then after that, either Piastri burned up his tires or he did have a little bit of a, a knock. But he was not... Very high performance after that. Ricardo's drive, man. Back to it. He just stays anonymous. Keeps his nose clean. Keeps his head down. Doesn't make any state mistakes. Doesn't lose any big track time. Uh, he gets overtaken by Norris. Um, and then he, Ricardo almost overtakes Russell at the end of the race. Russell falls back quite a bit. Russell was... Was Russell on TV at all? Uh, yeah, he was. There was... I think it was his first pit stop and he starts having like a, a two hour monologue to his race engineer talking about strategy and why have we done this and why didn't we do this? And it's like, George, God love you. Just get on with it. Just drive. If, if, if he's one of those driver engineers, that's literally the worst thing ever. Like you have a driver that's like trying to engineer the car from the car. It's, it's literally the worst fucking thing ever. I don't think that's Russell, but like, he does like to be like, we should do something different. No, that's his, that's his go-to is do something different. Ah, he pitted behind Albon into traffic and like, yeah, but we were trying to cover someone else and not get you overtaken. That was, a, that was another interesting thing. Going back to the first end though, the Ferraris let Hamilton undercut them because they, and people were questioning it. And I was questioning it at the time. I was like, why would you do that? But I think the key was Ferrari saying they were on the optimum one-stop strategy. You know, that, that means they're going to stretch it out. They're going to lose a place. But if you look, they would have had to overtake Hamilton or spend some time behind him. But that was interesting. But like the same was true with Russell. Russell had to cover um, Piastri, I believe it was, just looking at this. So <sighs> I was forecast a win. Dude, honestly, Russell, you weren't winning that race, mate. No disrespect, but you were not winning that race. No, and uh, <laughs> I loved uh, Norris's engineer uh, needling him. 
over the radio where he get, when uh, Norris was chasing Russell. He was like, oh, we all know what Russell is like. He's all or nothing. So just wait. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we he had some it. good radio this weekend. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> all or nothing. Ah, oh, what else we got? Um, Norris, Norris had an amazing drive. What was his grid? Fourteenth to uh, P five. Driver of the day, easy. That was a, that wasn't an actual quote. That was a quote recently. If that wasn't a quote from from uh. Definitely, Russell has said that recently, though. I was forecast to win. You weren't forecast to win in Mexico, but yeah. P17 to P5. I didn't, I didn't write down their starting positions. But uh, honestly, everything about Lando's race was f- fucking wild. Watching him cut through. At the race, at the red flag restart, he gets... Nah, I do have to take a step back because he gets absolutely... I don't remember the context, but he starts... The red flag at P8. And he ends up back at P14. Two laps later, three laps later. But he just charges through every single piece of trash car on the field. And some cars that he was not that much faster than. He started... I've got him on this trace at P8 or P, maybe it's P10. It could be wrong. But yeah, he massively... Had a huge fumble. Ah, oh, and he lost places pitting before the red flag. I got you. That makes more sense now. But yeah. I think there could have been more for Norris. And if I had to guess what the pace ranking of teams was, Red Bull, Mercedes and McLaren, very close. Hard to tell the difference. Norris was fucking rapid, though. And then Ferrari. Ferrari went from heroes to anonymous again, honestly. This is now uh, the 10th Max Verstappen victory from a Charles Leclerc poll. Oh! Speaking of uh, Wikipedia stats. Yeah, did you like that one? Yeah, that was good. Verstappen, is it 16 wins in a season? A new record? The yep. RB19 has 18 of 19 wins in a season, which at this point, I do believe it's the percentage-wise most winning chassis in F1. I would certainly imagine it is, yeah. Because I think, I think the previous best was something like 15 of 16 or something like that, or a smaller number. So Maybe this could be a more expanded chat for the off-season, but... I think so. Can we call the RB19 the most, the best F1 car ever made? No, I don't know. Well, I think you can't have the best F1 car ever made without some of the people making some of the worst F1 cars ever made. Mm. 14 out of 15 Schumacher 2004. The Ferrari. Yeah, because we got so many races. They're ruining the stats. But I think Ferrari did a good race. It wasn't a bad race. The car just didn't have race pace, which... You know, looking at free practice three, some people are like, oh, they're going to, they look really good in high fuel. It's like, it's free practice. It's like five laps. Don't worry about it. Ooh, Don't pay attention. Chat, sorry. Someone in the chat has come up with another prime Wikipedia stat. RB19 has the most wins from different starting positions in a season with seven. Oofed. So that's a good stat. I like that one. Stats. Virtual stat, man. Get ready. They're coming for your job. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Most- yeah, let's uh, Mexico. Mexico. That's did you, how much did you get paid for that? 
uh, I've now secretly joined the um, team Redline Red Bull Esports uh, lineup. No, it's not Esports. It's Sim Racing. They changed Sim it today. Racing, sorry, yeah, the, I'm the now admin, their chief. Admin, admin roasted me today. Uh, I'm there now. Their chief farming simulator 2022 guy. <laughs> Speaking of fraudulent activities, why don't we uh, do this little thing? Fraud Watch. Fraud Watch. Oh my God, we're back on Fraud Watch, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, well, who are you nominating this week for Fraud Watch? And if you're new to the podcast, Fraud Watch is where we put somebody on blast because they're shit. Yeah, it can be anything, a person, a thing, anything to do with the F1 weekend. Your, 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 yeah, your in-laws, whatever. Yeah, sure, why not? But uh, mine are sim- probably similar to my in-laws, and uh, that's the fans that decided to start having a punch-up in the stands. <laughs> Did you see the dude in the red shirt? Like, what style is that? That's get-your-ass-beat style. I don't know, man, it- you know, why the fuck are you fighting over race cars, man? Well, this, this is coming from somebody who you guys can't have beer in the football stadiums because you guys get into punch-ups. Yeah, maybe it's a British hooliganism culture thing <laughs> where I'm so sort of used to it. I don't know. But, like, fighting over F1 cars. And you paid, like, what, $200, $300 for a ticket for the privilege? I don't, I don't know, man. Get a life. Christ. Yeah, seriously. Fucking clowns. It's not that deep. And if it, if it is, definitely those people fighting had driver profile pictures on Twitter. 100%. 100%. Yeah, they probably um, started some rumors too. Yeah, so I'm very, very close to uh, put all the uh, journos that are, that are baiting on the Fraud Watch, but my Fraud Watch for the Mexican Grand Prix is the Formula One TV director. Holy fuck. That was the most painful race to watch because you fucking missed everything. Yeah, I was, was on was garbage this weekend. I was on multi viewer, like managing my own. Like, all right, right, let me go check this car. Like on the Sunoda and uh, Piastri incident, they showed Sunoda's point of view, which showed absolutely fucking nothing. The final lap, there, there's Toto like like this when Ricardo is chasing down Russell, the TV director, literally. I, I have no words because apparently it was that bad in Austin as well. I, I was at the track and wasn't really watching the TV that much, but I, I don't understand how you can have such an amazing, brilliant high dollar product and you have people doing that bad of a job. It's not that hard. And if they need help, like let me help them write some scripts to help highlight the battles on the track. And it's like, Hey, you should probably be looking here. This, Cause this gap is closed by half a second, a lap for the last three laps. Go look at, go look at Ricardo. You freaking goober. Anyway, yeah, uh, Mexico I'm, sure, I'm sure this podcast is our glittering CV of production value, mate. I'm sure we'll go far. <laughs> Those ad reads <laughs> transitions are really slick. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's move on to the next one. Oh, you think who's a good boy? I am. I'm a good boy. So, engine mode good boy is an award that you get for gaslighting people. Wait, no. Uh, it's for virtue signaling, I think is what it is. No, but it, what we use engine mode good boy is to uh, celebrate somebody who's done a bang up somebody something or your in-laws that have done a bang up job at the weekend. What do you, what do you got for 
for engine mode good boy award um oh man i didn't actually put one down this is one i one i forgot about and the one you've put down is the most obvious one uh what's my engine mode good boy i mean norris had a banger drive but yeah but he didn't really have a great qualifying though did he so no i could could, fair play look at you actually just just taking in everything yeah no I'm, i'm gonna be an agent of chaos and say my thing of the weekend is uh, all the Twitter rumors? Because honestly, watching everyone lose their minds over that has been brilliant for a man. You know, I, what am I, an anarchist? I don't know. I just enjoy watching everyone lose their goddamn you're a, minds. You're a fucking sadist, aren't you? Yep. And a masochist. Ah, okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to put Danny Rick on engine mode, good boy. Because honestly, back in the car, second weekend after having a smash up on the old hands. He's back. He did an excellent qualifying in a heap of shite car. The car's not good. That's, that's, not, a, that's not a dig. They want to get better. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. Well done, Daniel. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah but, but by no means do, does this tell me that he was A, that he was ever washed, or B, that he's back. I think Daniel is just good. He had a shit run in the, in the McLaren. And Daniel's back to Daniel, and he had one of those amazing weekends. And if he could build on that and keep pulling out decent performances, maximizing that car. Yeah, we got to be careful that this isn't a Nick DeFries in Monza moment. Mm. Let's, uh, I know Daniel's a lot more experienced, obviously. But let's see a couple more strong performances out of Dan, and then we can say, yeah, he's still got it. Yeah, I think he's got it. I don't think he lost it, honestly. Well, that doesn't fit uh, my agenda, Blake. So. Okay, fine. Uh, Mr. Big Man in chat says, run up good boy Charles for defending himself against the booing. I can't, like, imagine. You're a Formula One fan. You watched that race in person, and you boo Charles Leclerc for getting turned in on by the home man. Like, unbelievable. Shameful. Uh, you know what? <laughs> what's, that, come- what's that meme? I can't remember if it's from a show or something. It's like... It's like, why are you booing? I've seen what makes you cheer. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Uh, just, oh, just think of that. Yeah. But anywho, we've got, we've got the Brazilian Grand Prix next. And guess what's the best thing about Brazil? Uh, sprint races. God, I fucking hate sprint races. Right. I do. But controversial, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone, everyone, I hope you're sitting down for this. We all know I love to rant about sprint races. I actually think sprint races at Brazil work. Well, they have worked. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm confident in this one being quite good. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'm really unfussed about Brazil sprint race weekend. And because I've been spending so much time on Formula One taking over the last forever of my fucking life, I'm going to take Friday off and I'm not going to watch qualifying on stream. I am going to a beer tasting with my girlfriend and uh, that's my fraudulent. I'm putting myself on fraud watch next week for skipping qualifying. But you know what? I can come back and I can watch the highlights. I can publish my data analysis report on break.com in the morning and we'll be good to go. Yeah, it's basically what Blake is saying. Uh, nobody listens to the podcast next week, ladies and gentlemen, because I'll be responsible for doing the notes and uh, God knows what's going to happen with that. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll get it done. Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, 
do we need to draw teams for random fan? We haven't done random no, fandom done in a while. Ages, mate. So right, because we've we've just been struggling to. Life has been happening. I've been struggling to get the uh, um everything done correctly and in time. Life has happened, and a podcast just kind of takes a backseat because um everything else is a little bit more important. But you guys are most importantest, and uh, I think we've got a good run. Hopefully, coming up to the end of the season. I don't give them hope. Fair enough. Uh, right. Who are you picking? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Stop. wait, sorry. Stop. Production right. value. Listen, we had a really good segue into the ad read. You've now absolutely butchered this one, <laughs> right? Just shut up for 30 seconds while I do this. <laughs> Random fandom. Right. GG's. Now to... There was also the, the production value. I forgot to get my random picker up. Right, well, anyway, while Dan's getting up the random picker, um, we did get news just before the podcast went live, is uh, Mike Elliott has left Mercedes. So Mike has been back and forth between, I think it's been CTO, Chief, Te- Chief Technical Officer and Technical Director. He was Arrow before that. But um, yeah, he's... Uh, He's gone. He says he's left. We don't know if he's been forced to leave or whatever else, because usually, you know, in, when somebody's been in good standing with a the company, they don't just be like, all right, we sacked him, mate. But very interesting. What happened uh, to us? I fucking left, mate. I actually fucking left. I was like, you know what? I disenjoy, I unenjoy Formula One so much. I'm going to leave my really decent paycheck to make Formula One content for fucking peanuts. That's what I did. You want to know? I'm going to tell you how it went. I'm going to tell you how it went for me, right? So the the popular misconception on Twitter is that I got fired, and I and I do play up into that, right? But when you hear this story, you'll even be more convinced that I was actually fired. <laughs> I handed in my notice, and they were all like, "Yeah, cool. Can you work your notice?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine, no problem." I went in the next day, and I couldn't get through the gate or anything because my fingerprint my biometrics stopped working. So I was like, oh, because they, they were a bit temperamental. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I followed somebody else into the car park. And then I got stuck in the car park because my fingerprint wouldn't get me through anywhere. So I had to ring my manager up. And I was like, oh, you know, my fingerprint's not working. And he was like, oh yeah, you're on gardening leave. And I was like, great, I'm stuck in the car park. Thanks. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Dude, you know what? So you got gardening leave? I worked my entire notice. Ah, mate, I got they, three months doing F all. They were like, yeah, you're not going anywhere, so you want to work till the end of the year? And I was like, can you pay me to not come to work? And they're like, no, we need help. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I had three months getting paid to do nothing, and I think I spent the majority of it um, on World of Warcraft. But my sins, oh you can please, by all means, let, let rip let rip at me in the uh, comments for that one. I, I I don't hate it. Right, who who are we getting? You got oh, random sorry. fandom sorted? I'll spin you first, big man. Oh, give me a spin. I'm giving you a spin. Uh, oh, okay, you've got... Oh, it just ticked over to Alpine. You've got Alpine. Oh, they're sandbagging still, bro. Okay. Right, let's who see you, what who you got. Going? Who you got? Oh, McLaren. 
Oh, macaronis. That's not bad. That's not a bad one. No, they're good now. The last time we did this, McLaren was shit. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Since we've done it. Right. Let me look at the fraud watch list. Uh, let's see. Uh, testing, McLaren. Bahrain, McLaren. Race 5, Miami, McLaren. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Zandvoort, McLaren Pitwall. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've uh, definitely smashed them up a bit this year. <laughs> Um, let's Everybody talk about... in the chat is now talking about which period of World of Warcraft was the best. Oh my god! Uh, I never. My brother, my brother and his girlfriend played WoW a lot. I've never played WoW. The last MMO I played was Star Wars Galaxies. Ooh, retro. That is old school. That dates me a little bit. I'm ancient. Mm. Um, hey, I got. Look, go on. I was going to say, hey, do you want to uh, have a secret meetup, me and you, this uh, Thursday to go have a look at something? Dun dun dun. Yeah, I do. Oh, Why don't we do... be revealed? Yeah. So well, here's just a little teaser. Um, we've had a little bit of interest to do some events, some meetups. Uh, both Dan and I are relatively antisocial beings. We like keeping to ourselves, but we go live basically every week. I know we've missed a couple in the last few weeks, but we go live pretty much every week uh, and we have a freaking great time hanging out with you guys. So we're like, cool. If we could get a, a little meetup, get a beer or two in, uh, do a live recording maybe somewhere and hang out with you guys. That'd be awesome. So we're working on that. It will be in the UK. Uh, but the plan for next year is to see if anybody would like to collaborate, work together, bring us out to a race, let us do some uh, shenaniganry and have a blast. So we'll see. Yeah. See if we can sell ourselves out. Exactly. But um, yeah, then after that, what are we thinking? Uh, We'll see. How, we've got one planned. We're, we're working on planning one. We'll yeah, see how that goes. On something. Um, obviously, it won't be this year. So, you know, and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll let you know more. Uh, merchandise is coming. I know a lot of people say, oh, you should do shirts or something like that. I am working on that in the background. Um, yeah, big W's. But we need to, we're waiting on samples because I'm not selling something that's crap. Absolutely, 100%. As much as we are fraudulent, if it's a shirt and it looks absolute crap, I'm not selling it. No, exactly. Like, I had some stuff from Teespring done for Break F1 and my streaming stuff. And, like, 10 washes later, the prints were coming off. And I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, I don't want to make, you know, margins on it. I want to just community stuff, right? So I I don't want you guys spending money on stuff. And then... It being shit, that's that's not good. I'm not going to ask anybody to spend money on garbage. So we'll we'll make sure that we get good stuff and good prints, good quality, and stuff that you guys want. So uh, yeah, sounds good. It's going to be basically a big picture of me on the back, and then you can just you know wear that around the house, and uh, your wife and partners and fingers can just look at it. Yeah. Wow, look at that guy and his incredible beard. Yeah. Speaking speaking of quickly, while we're wrapping this up, toilet reviews. Austin, Circuit of the Americas. I only used the Ooh. Red Bull hospitality toilets. Yeah. They were spectacular. They were it's like one of those mobile toilet units, but they were super clean. They were super good. Um, but I did have I don't know if I put it in the notes. I definitely had a message from somebody on Twitter or Instagram talking about I can't remember, but basically we've we've had a, our first guest submission 
of toilet reviews. I need to go dig that out. But it was basically there was a unisex toilet somewhere and the matey boy goes for a pit stop. And like he comes out and there's just like a bunch of women in the same place. And he's like, I was using the standing facility and there's ladies in here. You should be in the right place or not. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. So, uh, wow. Dig that out. Very funny. Austin. uh, Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Cool. You, let's, let's, yeah, I was gonna say you're live streaming. Oh no, you're not. You said you were going away doing alcohol tasting or something. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm doing. Uh, hold on a second. I've just killed the uh, wrong button there. Sorry, video. Yeah, I'm. I'm skipping the live stream on Friday. I think I'll be live on Sunday for the race watch along. Maybe the sprint, but honestly, the sprints can get in the bin. But this could be exciting. So who knows? Cool. Can we uh, do a Brazil podcast next week? Absolutely. Yeah. I think Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. As usual. We'll, we'll, we'll plan and we shall let you know on the Twitters. And finally, one last thing. There's a Twitter giveaway for uh, a Idiot's Guide to F1. Two copies are up for grabs. Or- I tweeted out a joke saying 90% of Twitter could use this book. Uh, a lot could. of people actually genuinely turned around and said, oh, I would actually quite like this book so i was like right fine let's just do a giveaway of two of them engine breaking podcast twitter account find it follow retweet november 5th two winners done um i'm gonna do my best to support my local butcher this weekend as well you guys uh check in on your friends if anybody seems like they need a word just say i mean hey how you doing yeah how you going yeah men check your private parts yep ladies Check your upstairs private parts. And uh, yeah, look after yourselves. Much love. Now get out of here. Back off.